Welcome back to edition number 18 of Talent Talk. Coming off one of his biggest wins as an Osprey, we've got head women's basketball coach Derek Gibbs in the studio today talking about UNF's first win against Jacksonville since 2013 and his first win against the Dolphins in his five-year tenure in the Navy in gray. Before the talk, we'll run through last week, which saw the Ospreys take care of business in the River City Rumble and clean up on the tennis courts while also picking up a victory in the pool. UNF men's basketball rebounded from its first home loss of the year, topping Jacksonville in the first edition of the River City Rumble, 75-68. Garrett Sams contributed a season-high 24 points, while three more Ospreys scored in double figures. Men's basketball is 3-0 in ASUN road contests and stands at 4-1 in the league, second in the ASUN standings. North Florida upped its nation, leading three-point mark to 240 for the season, and head coach Matthew Driscoll earned win number 200 as a head coach. UNF has now won 11 of its 14 against the Dolphins, and men's basketball hosts conference-leading Liberty tonight, so big game there. Senior guard Garrett Sams was also named A-Sun Men's Basketball Player of the Week, announced by the league office Tuesday. Going to the women's side, thanks to 10 three-pointers and clutch play down the stretch, the Ospreys defeated Jacksonville, as mentioned before. The win snapped the 14-game losing skid to the Dolphins, marking the first win against JU during Gibbs's win. Uh, the win snapped a 14-game losing skid to the Dolphins, and factoring very largely into that win was Jazz Bond. She was awarded her first career A-Sun Player of the Week honor after posting a double-double with five blocks. The Ospreys go to Nashville as well this weekend. Women's tennis, the A-Sun preseason favorites, finished where they left off last year. The Ospreys went 3-0 in the home opening weekend, sweeping FAMU and Flagler before downing Cornell 6-1. UNF's match against Georgia Southern Sunday was postponed, and the Ospreys will be on the road until late February. For swimming, UNF swimming went 1-1 last weekend, falling to ODU while picking up a huge win against VMI. The Ospreys won 213-55 against the Cadets, making it most points in a meet since posting 227 against Charleston back in 2009. The Ospreys placed in first in 12 different events. But without further ado, let's get to today's segment, our interview with head women's basketball coach Derek Gibbs. Uh, congrats on that win. It was fun to see you guys celebrate afterwards. Um, I know it was just asked a minute ago, but you know, first thought sometimes you got to get that suit dry. So you got that <laughs> taken care of and uh, everything. Yeah. I had to take everything to the cleaners. I uh, got that done yesterday. Should be able to get it either today or tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, I don't know exactly what all was on it. So hopefully they'll be able to get it clean, but we'll see. So are you going to wear that suit now every game for, you know? You know, I'm not that superstitious, <laughs> but, uh, you know, if it got down to it, then, you know, we'll see what happens the next time I wear it. It's the first time I've worn that one this year, so I might have to bring it, put it back a little bit more in the rotation. Sure. Um, obviously, as a coach, every win you, you want to have and you, you value, but um, that one was pretty fun for you. Um, you know, where does that rank for you? Obviously, you got the top 25 win against FGCU before. Yeah. Um, it's win number 55 for you now, but where does that rank? I mean, it's up there is, you know, one, two in that range. Um, you know, I think uh, the significance is, is big for the streak, for the barrel, for the city. Um, but, you know, it was a program win, you know, in reference to, you know, where we started to where we are now and what we've been trying to do specifically against them. Um, it also, uh, you know, signifies a little progress in terms of where we are and where we want to go 
And, um, I, you know, it's exciting to finally get that monkey off our backs and get that win. Um, but it's one of many, and we hope. Mm-hmm. And um, but it, that one was that one was a little meant a little bit more than others. Um, what was the key for you down the stretch? Obviously, Ju. I mean, they had the lead for a number of you know um, minutes in the game, and the one that kind of stands out for me at least was you know Janisha hit a three with you know I think you guys were down eight, and it kind of brought you back in five, stemmed it a little bit. Um, you caught some traction after that. What was the key moment for you? Um, you know, it was back and forth. I think the honestly a big moment was um our response to their third quarter run. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think coming out of that they came out, they were more aggressive, they were more physical. Um, I just kinda praised them at halftime for our physicality and the toughness that we played for in the first half. And then the response was completely opposite, or at least they turned it up a notch. And um but, you know, we talk a lot about how we respond and I thought that was a key segment of the game because it could have gone either way then. Um, they could have pulled away. I think they got up by nine at that point, hit a couple threes. We were stagnant in transition. Um, they were getting every offensive rebound, loose balls. We were kind of, you know, daring headlights moments. And uh, But we got ourselves together. So, you know, we talked a lot about a composure going into the game and keeping our composure throughout the good and the bad. And I thought we did a really, really good job there. And um, even when things broke down, um, you know, we made plays and continued to stay with what we wanted to get done. So mm-hmm. I was really proud. You had a lot of players come through, obviously, and um, th- that could be a testament to, you know, some of the places you've played this year and the teams you've played against. Um, do you think that they're just, you know, at this point in the season, man, we played at, you know, Miami, we've played at Wisconsin, Indiana. How big is that for that, yeah. that environment? I don't know how much they actually think about it, but I know I bring it up yeah. a lot. Um, you know, we've played in, in a ton of tough environments against really good basketball teams. We've been in a ton of different situations, good and bad, and um, and that's prepared us for hopefully everything we're going to face going forward. And um, so I think that our non-conference schedule definitely helped us um, being able to win some of the games we won, being able to play in pockets and segments against some of the teams we played. We've played really well, and um, and I think we were, we've been able to build on that. So. It, it definitely, you know, reared its head in this game when you talk about us being able to respond to some of the adversity, the execution, the ability to um, to when things break down. I mean, even the last play, you know, with with Dashin and Retta, I can I, I would say I would lie and say that's how we drew it up. Yeah. You know, coming out of timeout, um, you know, we had action that we wanted to get, and you know, it broke down, and those two just made basketball plays, and that was fun to watch because that's what we harp on a ton, you know, in big games, players make plays, and, yeah. and those two got together and, you know, read it up to Dasha ball screen action, yeah. and Dasha made a great attack and finished at the rim, so it was great. Um, you know, Jazz had five blocks, and, you know, Dasha had, you know, her career high in rebounds, but Janisha played all 40. Yeah. Um, has she been, you know, has she she's – been outperformed even what you thought this year or, I mean she's got a motor too I didn't she yeah. didn't look phased at the end of the game no the expectation for her is high uh, has been high I think she turned the corner in the spring you know her work ethic and and her commitment to improving was unbelievable second to nobody on the team and um and that showed up right away in prepping for this season and the preseason that she had and in our conference season that she had and also being thrown into a very uncomfortable situation having to move from you know, going into the season, being on the wing and primarily just focus on scoring the ball mm-hmm. to getting thrown into a point, more of a point guard role that she's really learned and has embraced in most situations very well. 
And, um, you know, she's been, you know, Iron Woman for us. I mean, she doesn't come off the floor much. I try to get her out, at, you know, at the end of quarters or whatever. But she's in there. She's got the – she's usually guarding the, 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 the best player on the other team. She's running the show at the point guard spot a lot of times. And, um, and she's a primary score for us. So we ask her to do a ton. Um, but she's carrying it really well. And um, she played 40 big minutes in that game. Uh, she started out really hesitant and really passive, and we had some conversations at the end of the first quarter going into the second, and I think those hit home with her. She responded and had an unbelievable game for us. Well, anytime you put on 22 points, you know, as you know, playing a ball distributor role too, I mean, you clearly kind of understand the pacing of how you need to play, yeah. um, and that's really what came through for her. Um, how fun are those games for you as a coaching staff? You They're know? fun. They really yeah. are, especially when they turn out the way they yeah. turn out. But, I mean, it's also, you know, there are always curious moments. You work on those situations. You talk about it a ton. You, you, you know, you do different things to simulate things in practice and work in games and whatnot. But, you know, being in that moment and, and seeing how your players respond and how they grow from, you know, the moment in one game earlier to now, you know, it's big. And I can, you know, you see them growing up in, our, in front of our eyes, really. So it's really fun to watch and a, big, a fun part of why we do what we do, honestly. Yeah. How does um – you know, how does a coaching staff gel at this point in the year? How do you guys stay up? How do you guys, you know, um, communicate, share ideas at mm -hmm. this time? Yeah, we meet a lot. We talk a lot about, um, obviously, our group, our individuals. Uh, my staff's great. They do a really good job. They're really in tune to not just what I want as a coach, but also what our players need. Um, and, and so, we, you know, we, we, we meet, we talk, we break down things. Um, I try to give them little challenging things to focus in on, whether it be things that players might be struggling with or things that they may have questions about, and really try to challenge them from that standpoint to, to kind of help kind of get our kids to where they need to be. Um, you know, and, and, you know, the prep from one game to the next, there's no there's no downtime, mm -hmm. you know. Um, you know, so we're constantly in that grind mode of getting ready for the next one. You know, you beat JU, you celebrate that night, and then all of a sudden you're right in the Lipscomb mode, and, mm -hmm. and that's where we are right now. So, you know, I think the challenges themselves and the competitive nature of our staff in general um, kind of puts us in a situation where, you know, we stay on top of things, mm -hmm. and that's that's a big thing. So, for example, uh, when I, I, I'm trying to remember where it was, I think you might have been coming back from your Indiana trip. Mm -hmm. um, you stayed out there, you stayed at one of your locations, and you stayed and recruited. Mm -hmm. um, how is it bouncing recruiting at this yeah. time of year? I mean, because obviously you, you can't let up right now. I mean, they're in, they're in season two. Mm -hmm. Obviously they'll play AA, AAU, yeah. but how do you do that? I try to go whenever I can. Um, I, this time of year I hate it, um, honestly. Uh, I'd rather be here with our group. And there's times where I'm supposed to go somewhere and I just have a different vibe about where we are and I feel I need to be here versus on the road, and so I'll change it. But mm. You know, when we are, um, all, you know, going out to Indiana and being in that general area, and if there's a kid out there that we're recruiting, we're already out there. It makes sense to stay. Mm -hmm. It makes sense to try to cover as much as we can, especially usually in those type situations, that next day is a day off. Um, and so you try to balance it. Um, you know, you're watching film on a plane, watching film in a hotel, literally watching film in a gym at halftime in between quarters and mm -hmm. games, um, either self-scouting or getting ready for the next game. Um, but, you know, we try to get as much done as we can. Um, you know, this time of year, I like to see um, our prospects in different elements. So we see them in the summer in AAU where they're playing with the AAU team and they have this this role with that team, whether it be they're one of the best players or whether they're just blending with a group of talented players. But usually at the high school level, they are the go-to player. And so now they're in a different role, different element. 
Um, they have to handle adversity differently, and it gives us a different feel for who they are and how they handle those situations. So I try to watch them in as many elements as we can. And, you know, up 20, down 20, you know, what they're doing on the bench, what their demeanor is, how they're being coached in those moments. And the only way to do that is get into the high school games as much as we can and watching practices and that type deal. So when we, when I can, I go. Um, staff does it a ton, obviously, based on who's got scouts and that type deal. In geographical areas, they'll bounce around. But, um, you know, whenever I can get out, we'll get mm-hmm. out and go do some things. Do coaches watch basketball for fun anymore? Or is it <laughs> – you, if you're watching a game for fun, yeah. you're like, I should be scouting. I should be scouting. Yeah. yeah. And, and honestly, I got myself caught up in that quite a bit um, early on when I got here, my first couple years. Like, I, I didn't watch as much just basketball as I did if it wasn't us. And the one thing that bothered me about that, honestly, was, you know, it's still a learning and growing aspect of seeing how other people do things. And you do see that in the in, in, in the scouting world, but, I mean, outside of who we play. And um, I've gotten back into watching it probably the last, I would say my last two years of watching more just casual basketball and, and you know, seeing circumstance situations, how people handle different things, especially with our rule changes. Um, and women's basketball, you know, we went from as I took over this job, we went from the halves, the four quarters, we went from the, ten, you know, so it, it that's adds a different strategic element to the game. Also, you know, being able to advance the ball um, and that kind of stuff. So just seeing how other people handle different situations is definitely you, I think it's it's good to get out there and continue watching and continue to kind of see and embrace the different different styles and different elements. Did that change at all from um you know, when you're an assistant at Miami and other assistant jobs that you had in terms of how you watch basketball, do you watch it differently than versus, you know, now that you're a head coach? I wouldn't say I watch it differently. No, I'm still watching for the same things for the most part. Obviously, you know, you watch the flow, you watch. I Actually, I take that back. The one thing I do watch a little bit more now that I think about it is sideline demeanor, um, how head coaches actually handle themselves on the sideline in such specific situations. I catch myself watching that a little bit more and paying a little bit more attention to that um, and seeing the different personalities and how they and how the players respond to those different personalities. Mm-hmm. I would say that would probably be the biggest difference. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know for other uh, professions and lines of work, they'll watch something that they do, mm-hmm. you know, for recreation and they just pick up things. Do you like see set plays oh, like yeah, all, all the, the time? time. Like all you're time. just like, they're, they're stealing this person. They do this. I know why they're doing this. A previous coach ran this play. Mm-hmm. They're worked under them. Is that what yeah, you totally. see? Yeah. yeah. All the time. And, and you know, I, 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 I watch it. I'll watch a game and, um, I know we can always pull something up on the computer, you know, whether it's through yeah. ESPN or whatever. And I'll literally, you know, six thirty-seven, third quarter, type it in my notes. <laughs> I can go back and pull it. Um, you know, I'm on YouTube constantly pulling different things people put out there. I actually was watching one last night. It was, you know, quick hits to, to gain an advantage. Some really, by about 15, 20 really good quicks. Um, you know, you just put them in your back pocket. And, you know, when, you, when your personnel is where you want them to be, you can always kind of go back, refer, and pull things that, that you like. So, yeah, always. I mean, this, I, there's nothing really new. You know, everybody's kind of pulling stuff from other people and sharing ideas, and it's always fun. So, I mean, at this point in your career, you're getting to a point where you got quite a web of connections around, and um, you've you know heard ideas from other coaches, and you've coached with coaches that have ideas that I'm sure you you've kept in your mind. Does it ever feel like you can ever get away from having something you're implementing, like being fresh, so to speak? 
you know because you got little dash of this little mm-hmm. dash of that your own su- slice mm-hmm. on something yeah, yeah i mean it's 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 it is a it is i mean you know honestly from one year to the next if you ask our players it's all new it's yeah. like we're starting over yeah. every year almost <laughs> it feels like yeah you know but um, it, it, we we add wrinkles, and I think one thing too is our, my staff turnover, and mm-hmm. it, it, that had, a, has added some different sure. flavor and different ideas mm-hmm. to what we do, different concepts. Um, and that that's one of the things you know turnover stability is great, and when we have the when we have you know coaching changes and staff changes, the one thing I always do is I embrace the the how that can make us better. Um, you know the things that we can learn from the new people that are coming in. My first staff that I had when I first got the job, they were all people that kind of came from my same web or tree um, under some of the same coaches. That, so some of the concepts and stuff were all the same. A lot of the terminology was the same. Um, and then when those guys moved to different different places and we brought in new, everybody here now is new from a different web and a different tree. And so now the ideas and thoughts are completely different, which is cool because there's so many ways to play the game, so many different styles, so many different philosophies. And not, you know, there's not really a right or wrong. It's just a preference of what you like and what fits your personnel. And so being able to hear and see and kind of mesh some of those new things with the things that we've always, what we've done has been great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, you know, some coaches, they, apart from the basketball knowledge or whatever sport they're coaching, they, apart from, you know, the information they get for that, they might like, they'll read a certain book or, uh, you know, they have a book that they go to for information or whatever, some source. Do you have any, like anything like that? You know, I, I actually, I've spent a lot of time reading Jansen's um, leadership stuff. We did mm-hmm. a lot of stuff on culture this summer, um, referred to that, went through our whole summer session, six week session. We did that in terms of implementing our culture and defining what we want our culture to be. Um, I read a lot of stuff on leadership. Um, the one thing I, I talk about or we talk about a lot is, you know, we ask our young ladies to be leaders and it's our job to teach them how and what that actually means for us. And so we try to put them in situations where we can actually guide them in that process because it's not easy. And um, so I, I kind of see myself referring, if, referencing things like that. Um, I read a lot on mindset and, you know, trying to figure out how to create the mindset we want or on a more consistent basis. Um, so yeah, there's different things that we refer to, or you know, I'm, I, I Google a lot. Yeah. I, I literally like I'm on there googling everything all the time, getting random stuff, random ideas, you know, and and sometimes I'll get some good stuff. Sometimes it's just off the wall crazy stuff. But you know, I'm 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 in front of the computer just looking mm-hmm. up stuff all the time. The search never ends, really. Never. I mean, there's always something to put in there and and to give to your uh, to your players. Mm-hmm. How much of coaching is actually X's and O's, and how much of it is coaching? Um, personalities and you know just giving insight in yeah. general of how they need to act and you know go about their life even yeah I, I you know I would say the X and O portion of it is an important part by no stretch to it, but I mean by far obviously important got to know mm-hmm. what you're doing out there got to be organized and ready to roll but I think you get more so from the understanding how to manage the personalities that you have and and how to motivate them and get them believing in themselves and building self-esteem and making them have getting them to have a comfort in what you're doing not just knowing what to do and you know we 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 talk a lot about the whys why we do what we do when we do it um so that they not only know okay well i'm supposed to go here here and do this but this is why we're doing it this is why we're saying what we're saying and kind of building from there but i think for us we're very relationship oriented and the relationships we have with our players allows us to coach them a certain way and and we talk a lot about personal development and building them up outside of the basketball realm 
And I honestly believe that the success we have and, and will continue to have is uh, correlates directly to those relationships and, and, and them knowing we trust them, them knowing we're building them up, them knowing we're trying to help them feel better about themselves in different areas. And that translates to the basketball. Because a lot of times the X and O's is great, but sometimes they don't run the stuff we want them to run anyway. Yeah. <laughs> they just make the plays, you know. Yeah. And so now I hope you feel good and hope the shot. And hope the I hope shot you made your up. shot and yeah. executed at least, exactly. right? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it you know, we run. Uh, and But putting them in positions to be successful and them responding, a lot of that has to do with the confidence they have in those moments. Mm-hmm. And that goes into the relationship and the, and the confidence building that we're hopefully, you know, helping them with as we get go, go through our process. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, talk about the why. Did you, you know, you started as student manager at Wofford, right? Mm-hmm. What was your why at the time? Were you trying to be a coach then, no, or did was, you know no. you just wanted to be around the game? Or I, I wanted to play. You wanted to play. <laughs> I, just like I mean, that's else. most people's <laughs> answer, right? <laughs> I, but I, I wasn't. Uh, I, I could not. Nah, that wasn't. That wasn't in my cards. Yeah. Um. And but I wanted to be around it, mm-hmm. and you know, I went and um, was around um, the men's team women's team um i worked a lot of camps in the summers literally i didn't go home in the summer i was just getting my car and drive from one camp to the next and one camp to the next and and sleep in my car and go to the i mean literally that's what yeah. i did in the summers and um that my summer after my uh freshman year was when i i did it and i loved it it's like you know what i think i want to stay involved in a different realm um women's coach at walford at the time he had one guy helping him and he was getting ready to graduate. And I'm like, hey, you want, I mean, I can help if you need more help. And started doing that. And one year led to the next. And it went from doing managerial stuff to doing scouts, to doing workouts and all that kind of stuff. And then just, it just kind of built from there. And I loved it. Loved the strategic part. Had no idea what went on behind the scenes. The As if it, like uh, anything. Yeah, yeah, no idea. I just knew I was in the gym all day and watching games and doing the part that, you know, everybody loves and draws to you. And or is drawn to and um and that's kind of how it started but i really had never thought about being a coach it was more so i just wanted to play and then it was one of being around it and it's like hey i think i want to do this type deal and then it just kind of built from there Mm -hmm. a lot of people's story obviously they they like the sport they want to be in it and they're a ga at one place and next thing you know they're you know coaching here they're you know doing this and behind the scenes and it always goes like that do you have a favorite part of the job in terms of you know all the things that go into it it's the relationship building. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the getting to know kids. It's the getting to know them and their families. Seeing them come in um, from high school, finishing up, um, and then watching them walk across the stage, pretty much as a grown woman, uh, when they leave, thinking they know everything and ready to go out in the real world. I think that process is really fun, um, and and knowing that we had some impact. And, and who they are and what they're about and, and, how, and where they go is, is, is pretty special. Awesome. So I um, think that's uh, all for today. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming by. I know you got a lot to prepare for for Lipscomb, um, you know, coming off another win. So it's a busy time for you. Thanks for stopping by, Coach. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yep. Right. Coach Gibbs. So thanks again for talking today, Gibbs, as you prepare for Lipscomb Saturday. Good luck up there in Nashville. As we get into this weekend, stay tuned for action and swimming and men's women's basketball. The Osprey Hoops teams go to Nashville Saturday while swimming battles Gardner-Webb and UNC Asheville Friday and Saturday. See you next week for more action from Talent Talk.